0: Managing and understanding the older adult. So definition of frailty, they need to have three out of five of these. First of all is 10 pounds of weight loss unintentionally. uh, Self-reported three days a week of exhaustion. And then being the lowest 20% of grip strength, gait speed, and energy expenditure. So grip strength is less than 23 pounds for a female, or less than 32 pounds for a male. Their gait speed needs to be less than 0.8 meters per second. And uh, females need to be expending less than 270 kilocalories. And men have to be expending less than 380 kilocalories. Uh, with the ICF model, activity limitations uh, mean executing activities, whereas participation restrictions are problems with involvement in life situations. For the Medicare Benefit Policy Manual, the outpatient um, services are under Chapter 15. Home health is under Chapter 7. Sniffs are under Chapter 8. We're talking about learning domains. For the cognitive domain, you would want to give multiple messages. For the effective domain, you would want to talk about the value of whatever you're talking about and give realistic expectations. And for the psychomotor domain, you would want to encourage participation all right for the balance and fall section walking is impacted by individual constraints task demands and environmental demands for the great breakdown in gait speed for household ambulation anything less than 0.4 meters per second limited community ambulation is from 0.4 to 0.8 meters per second community ambulation is 0.8 to 1.2 and normal is anything over 1.2 meters per second the MCID for gate speed is 0.1, and if you can change, if their gait speed in one year changes by 0.1 meters per second, they have a decrease in mortality for the next eight years. And if their gait speed is less than 0.6 meters per second, they're at an increased risk for hospitalization. When they're using, assistive devices that increases the cognitive and energy demands of gait so that's important to be and it's also important to be able to accelerate and to decelerate Um, and slow gait speed may be the best predictor of decline frailty is a movement problem with activity strength and speed components um, frailty as a behavioral problem um, because of lack of activity, self efficacy, and motivation. And for people that are very frail, it's important to remember that ADLs are an overload um, situation. Mild cognitive impairment, and instability may work together to progress towards dementia and falls, which is why we need to assess dual task. Um, Falls don't imply needing a physical force, so if they were pushed hard, then that doesn't count as a fall. Um, Falls with injuries um, those that happen when they're inpatients, 10 to 40 percent of falls result in an injury. And an LTC, 20 percent, result in an injury. And in the community, 10 to 15 percent result in an injury. All motor responses are extrapyramidal. Um with the when you have an ankle strategy, your head is in phase with your hips and you have a distal to proximal um, recruitment pattern. with a hip strategy, your head and your hips are out of phase and you recruit from proximal to distal. And if you have an anterior center of mass displacement, you're going to fire your abs and your quads to move the pelvis in a um, more posterior pattern to counteract that. In terms of proprioception, from a um, a neurological perspective, the conscious effort of proprioception happens in the dorsal columns, the medial lemniscus, and that's um, the ones that deal with the relationships of segments. The unconscious role for proprioception is taken care of in the spinocerebellar spinocerebellar tract, um, which deals with postural tone, and um, the cortico cerebellar is where you start talking about motor learning and motor planning. Uh, the reticulospinal tracts. Um, deal with the medial and the pontine, and that facilitates anti-gravity actions of the proximal joints. And the lateral or the medullary reticular spinal tracts inhibits the extensors and facilitates the flexors. Um, The input to the reticular formation comes from the cortex, cerebellum, autonomics and the limbic system and the output from the reticular formation goes through extra pyramidal tracts, gamma motor neurons and alpha motor neurons. Writing reactions maintain the orientation of the head and the body to vertical, whereas equilibrium restore center of mass over base of support when it's displaced. Um, In terms of vision, cataracts are blurry vision. Macular degeneration is the dark center vision. The opposite of that is glaucoma, which has a dark peripheral vision. And when you have diabetic retinopathy, you have blurry vision and you have missing areas within that vision. Goal-directed movement is the intersection between stability, mobility, and manipulation, and moving between stability and mobility is a transition. A stiffening strategy is a preparatory movement. There's a lot of co-contractions, and we decrease the center of mass range of motion. And the way they do that is decrease the amplitude and increase the frequency of postural sway you also increase your autonomic activity and you increase your attentional costs um for motor learning stage one is you're a novice and you're working in discovery stage two is your uh, you have an associative relationship with other movements stage three um it's implicit movement um it's Autonomous, well, it's automatic. can't read my writing. All right, assessing risk of falls. So the baseline fall risk in the community is thirty to forty percent. Fall risk for LTC patients is 50 to seventy percent. Medications related to falls are anti anxiety meds, including tranquilizers, mood elevators, and sleeping pills. Overview of critical areas in home health. So we need to document skill, which is qualitative and quantitative. In nature, also need to address that it's reasonable and necessary, meaning that the outcome is different because we were involved. People are homebound by number one, the need that they need another person to help them leave, or that leaving is contraindicated, and two, that. They have a normal inability to leave home and leaving requires considerable and taxing effort. Uh, The conditions um, are either to do a rehab or restorative program or maintenance, which um, A, requires skill to design and monitor the program or maintenance where skill is needed to perform the maintenance program understanding and applying evidence in exercise prescription sarcopenia is an increase in inflammation and a decrease in activity and and neurons so times when we want would Times that we would want to exercise at 30 to sixty percent of a 1RM is with acute musculoskeletal conditions that they're extremely frail that they have RA that they have cardiopalm conditions or they have a progressive neurological disorder and walking three to five times a week for a year counteract, Age related losses um, in, I'm assuming, in bone mineral density or in strength. Um, and we would improve that by half to 1% a year in the controls. Um, or versus controls when we're talking about walking. And if we have an increased intensity of exercise or activity, we have an increase in bone density. Um, An abnormal exercise response uh, or response to exercise is that your systolic blood pressure is greater than 210 or 240. Uh, Your heart rate would decrease by more than 10 beats a minute below baseline and that your diastolic would decrease by 10 to 20 millimeters of mercury below the baseline. The minimum exercise dose to decrease fall risk is 50 hours over three to six months at moderate to high challenge. Effective exercise dosing to optimize recovery and beyond. So age-related changes to the musculoskeletal system. You have a mitochondrial dysfunction. And the positive effects from physical activity are you going to increase your oxidative capacity as well as your mitochondrial density and volume. Age changes to cardiovascular is that you're going to decrease your heart elasticity and monocytes you're going to decrease pacemaker cells vascular tone and also have a sluggish heart rate response to exercise positive effects of physical activity are a 30 to 40 percent reduction in all-cause mortality and increase capillary density in those people 65 years old and over, 52% of them do not meet aerobic guidelines. Uh, 33% have no leisure time physical activity. Age related changes to the neurological system. Um, you have um, gyral flattening. And cell loss in the frontal lobe, basal ganglia, cerebellum, brain stem. Oh, sorry. But the brain stem has minimal changes. Um, From a cognitive perspective, brain fitness um, pairs aerobic fitness and uh, resistance uh, exercise. Meaning the better your aerobic capacity and the more resistance exercise you do, the better your brain fitness. The mechanism behind that is likely that you increase the blood flow and you increase brain volume and you also increase brain-derived neurotrophic factor in IGF-1. Um, as you're going through and dosing out activity, um, also include the frequency of airs and you take a look at the motor, sensory, distraction component, and the environment component. Um, People that are in a high physical activity group, you want to motivate them um, by talking about uh, increasing their self-efficacy, and you can motivate them through talking about health concerns, socialization, um, accessibility and um, their doctor can encourage them those that are in the low physical activity group you need to motivate them with Percival pers- purposeful activities you need to make it social and you need to make it fun exercise prescription in the home talking about tissue healing Muscle gen- muscle regeneration depends on, first of all, um, the extent of what's gone on. So if the basement membrane is damaged, then you're going to get scar tissue. Um, also need to take into account the inflammatory phase, which is the number of macrophages that get into that area. Third is age. Um, you decrease growth factors as you age, which uh, therefore um, decreases inflammation and um, decreases fibrosis um, or let me back up. To decrease inflammation, to decrease fibrosis, you want light contractions. You want to protect the area. Um, and then you want to facilitate a little bit of movement and a little bit of contraction through there. Um, Bone does not lay down any permanent scar. You want to provide controlled stress on some during um, the reparative phase, which is two to six weeks. Exercise for tissue healing. Um, You want to flicker on and off the muscle about a second, at a time. You want to do 50, less than 50% of the 1RM and you want to palpate um, that firing but you shouldn't see firing. Um, should be isometric and mid-range um, and muscle performance is not the goal. Um, muscle contraction during healing um, is important for mechanotransduction which is when the cell converts mechanical stimulus into electromechanical activity. Clinical decision making for exercise prescription in the home. So the continuum is we're going from healing to mobility to performance initiations and motor control to improvement to advance skill and coordination and agility. The principles of exercise are overload, specificity, and variation. And we need to change the intensity, the velocity, and rest periods. And we need to always remember frequency, intensity, time, and type of activity, which is ACSM guidelines. The fit principle. Impaired extremity joint mobility. Um, as you increase thoracic kyphosis, that may lead to a flex position of the lower extremity joints. It's important to remember that extremity or that extension function. Um, age-related changes to muscles. We're going to increase the fat deposition and the infiltration of non-contractile material. You're going to decrease your type 2 muscle fibers. You're going to increase rigidity and the changes in joints. You're going to decrease the amount of elastin. You're going to increase collagen. Decrease prosto prosto in the matrix <laughs> the aging spine so spondylosis which is also pars defect and facet arthritis there's no exam findings to support that diagnosis and the literature is limited someone has lumbar stenosis they shouldn't have pain with sitting you're gonna flex them for spondylolisthesis which is a slippage of the vertebrae uh, the that increases with age um, grade one is 25% slippage. Grade three is 75% slippage. Um, for um, patients with stenosis, you would want to put them on a body weight supported treadmill. You want to work them into flexion and increase their strength. But if they have a compression fracture, you want to drive extension. Comprehensive care plan for the older adult with osteoporosis. So the goals with these patients are that you want safe movement. And then if they do not have a history of a fracture, you can. it is safe for you to go by ACSM guidelines. T-scores for osteopenia. Are negative one to negative two point five. Osteoporosis is everything greater than negative two point five. Think of standard deviations for nutrition's. Uh, the amount of calcium for someone over fifty one is they need to be getting twelve hundred milligrams per day. Vitamin D is they need 800 to 1000 IU's to uh, help with their osteoporosis you also need to look at vitamin D3 magnesium, vitamin C folic acid, B12 and B6 vitamin D increases the neuromuscular function and decreases falls and supplementation of vitamin D is not associated with any significant adverse effects Um, better quality muscle quality in the multifidi i.e. less fat leads to a decreased risk of hyperkyphosis Um, and to avoid a wedge fracture you want to avoid um, flexion activities especially in exercise impaired muscle performance and sarcopenia so we lose eight percent of your muscle mass per decade until you turn 70 and then you lose 15 percent per decade so it almost doubles Um, which means that the transition that we're increasing the percentage of fat infiltration in the muscle Uh, sarcopenia is influenced by um, a decrease and physical activity, hormone changes, and growth factor, um, insulin, or IGF-1, and insulin. Also, mitochondrial dysfunction, um, insulin resistance, and decreased protein intake and utilization. Uh, increased chronic inflammation, and oxidative stress. So to follow up on the mitochondrial dysfunction, um, because of that, um, you have a greater oxygen cost and decreased exercise efficiency due to the fact that you have a decrease in the number and in the function of the mitochondria. Um and so because of um in insulin resistance and the decreased protein intake, um, we need a higher intake of protein to meet the demand. Um and as you have decreased muscle quality, you decrease the primary glucose uptake. Follow up on chronic inflammation is that you have increased glucose, and increased catecholamine levels. And with those increases in inflammatory markers, your risk for frailty and disability and cardiovascular events will also go up. With the oxidative stress, there is a free radical theory of aging which means that you have oxidative damage to the DNA, proteins, lipids, imbalance between reactive oxygen and antioxidant defenses, and all of this contributes to chronic inflammation. Considerations for the older post-op ortho patient. So if that patient is diabetic, they'll have an increase in complications and they'll need more resources. Um, The most common risk factors for complications after an ortho surgery are obesity, 46%, amenia, Anemia, she's uh, 29%, malnutrition, 26%, and diabetes at 20%. You have complications from anesthesia, inseds, opioids, and blood thinners. Um, your psychosocial comorbidities include depression, anxiety, fear avoidance, Passive coping strategies, which means avoidance, wishful thinking, um, complaining for sympathy and catastrophization. Um, Signs and symptoms of infection include purulent, purulent discharge, increased pain, warmth, tender to palpation, erythemia, and fever. Um, which may all be coming from like a UTI, pneumonia, um, and DVTs. As you increase in age, you decrease your chest wall compliance and your respiratory strength. Therefore, any decrease in strength will lead to hypoventilation and pulmonary complications. Um, atelectasis is a collapse of a lung where pneumonia is an infection so the risk of pulmonary complications double um, when you're in your 60s and 70s or between 60 and 70 excuse me and the risk increased by three times um, in 70 to 80 year olds and you minimize that by decreasing your modifiable risk factors um, that you're able to have early identification of complications and have early uh, mobilization bladder control basics so normally you void five to eight times in 24 hours and up to two times at night Um, age-related changes is that your urine production occurs more at night and you have an increase in your involuntary detrusor contraction you decrease the volume of voids and you have an increase in residual volumes stress incontinence is the loss of urine on effort or exertion and it's almost always due to impaired pelvic floor muscle strength. Urge incontinence is the involuntary loss associated with urgency and associated with irritants, such as key and lock, that you're nervous and you just have an uninhibited contraction. Mixed incontinence is stress and urge incontinence. Double incontinence is urine and fecal incontinence. Fifty percent of elders have bladder control problems, and in senior living, it increases to fifty to seventy percent. If you're incontinent, your risk of being admitted to a sniff and for falls in general is double those of those that do not or are not. Um, Pharmacological pharmacological management, Um, you get anticholinergics to inhibit the detrusor muscle. The side effects of those are dry mouth and palpitations and cognitive dysfunctions. Red flags for bladder control issues is if if there is a sudden onset. It starts after surgery. You feel burning and have blood with voiding changes in vaginal discharge, difficulty initiating, and moderate to large amounts of incontinence without warning. Bladder control evaluation and treatment. Patients are supposed to drink 48 to 64 ounces of water a day. Um, pelvic floor contractions relax uh, the bladder. Um, stress incontinence um, increases after multiple deliveries. After a prostatectomy, um, that they're obese. Low back pain, or have respiratory issues and the idea is to use ACSM guidelines for overload the most important factors for rehospitalization are baseline physical function urinary incontinence and a pressure ulcer